إن أتبع إلا ما يوحى إلي وما أنا إلا نذير مبين قل أرأيتم إن كان من عند الله وكفرتم به وشهد شاهد وشهد شاهد بني إسرائيل على مثله فآمن فآمن واستكبرتم إن الله لا يهدي القوم الظالمين وقال الذين كفروا للذين آمنوا لو كان خيرا ما سبقونا إليه وإذ لم يهتدوا به فسيقولون هذا ومن قبله كتاب موسى إماما ورحمة وهذا كتاب مصدق لسانا عربيا لينذر الذين ظلموا وبشرى للمحسنين إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا فلا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون أولئك أصحاب الجنة خالدين فيها جزاء بما كانوا يعملون الله أكبر
الذين نتقبلوا عنهم أحسن ما عملوا ونتجاوز عن سيئاتهم ونتجاوز عن سيئاتهم في أصحاب الجنة وعد الصدق الذي كانوا يوعدون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد بن العوس رحمه للعالمين وعلى اله وصحبه ومن تابعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين. First of all I would like to highlight an issue that's possibly observable in this masjid as it is observable in many other masajid that's the issue of the front line. And the front line in any masjid is not a front line in a city. You know, so it's not based on uh, you booking your place and you have to be there because you have booked your place. Your shawl, your cab, your thobe, your jacket are not tickets to uh, book a place in the front line. This is completely unacceptable and completely un-Islamic as well. You deserve the front line only when you come early to Salah. That's it. Nothing else. In fact, a lot of people think that being in the front line is something that is recommendable just because it's the front line. 
The front line is recommendable only because it encourages you to come early. The Prophet sallallahu said in the hadith of Bukhari, if people were to know the value of answering the call of prayer and being in the front line, answering the call of prayer and being in the front line, and then they will have to do nothing except to compete and to rush and to, to occupy their places, they would have done so. They would have to, to come to the front lines, or they, they would have to compete to achieve the front line. We find in our tradition, that the people who knew this fact about the front line and the value of the front line, they also equated it with the fact or they weighed it against the fact that it could be a means of showing off as well. It could be a means of showing off. We mean by it could be a means of showing off, possibly the fact that you pray in the front line can give people a good impression about you that it corrupts your intention. So the front line becomes an aim in itself. They even narrate that one of the tabi'in, one of the successors, prayed in the front line for 40 years. And then he missed the front line once. So he happened to pray at the end of the masjid. He missed the front line. So his nafs, he had this internal conversation, conversation in, inside his mind. And he was ashamed that he's on the front line. He felt ashamed that he's not on the front line. Then he decided he's not going to pray in the masjid again because he realized that being in the front line was not for the sake of Allah it was for the sake of people it was for the sake of people because once you feel ashamed that you're praying in the second line or the third line or the fourth line or the fifth line just because it has been your habit to be in the front line and now it's not your habit anymore that itself puts a big question mark about your intention how clean your intention is is the front line the front line for you is it the front line because, is, it, is it the front line because value the, the value of the front line is there because you just want to be there because you just want to be in the front line or is it because you have taken the effort because you've taken the effort the azan has been announced and you are already in the masjid or before the azan you have been uh, you have been already in the masjid the prophet says in a very lengthy hadith for the constrictions of time we'll not go into the details of it but the prophet sallallahu said that on the day of qiyamah the angels will call some people to enter paradise and their faces will be more radiant than the sun and then they will be asked what was the deed that brought you to this high status they will say we used to be already in the masjid before the adhan is announced and then another group of people will be brought after their faces are as radiant as the moon and then they will be asked, they said, the, the iqama wouldn't be announced until we are in the masjid. And then the third group, they are less than the previous two groups, but they used to be in the masjid when the, the, uh, the imam would say, Allahu Akbar. But these are people who have actually been to the masjid earlier. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that three things are considered and as treated as if the person is doing jihad fi sabilillah. One of them, waiting for the prayer, waiting for the prayer, waiting the prayer for the prayer, waiting for the time of the prayer to, to be there. So it's not about, well, I have left my cap here. Now come that you remove my cap. I have left my thobe here. You are not supposed to be removing my, my thobe. If I am a normal musalli and someone says that to me, 
I'll be very angered by that. Because this is a complete nonsense. The masjid is not a cinema. It's not based on, well, I can put my cap to occupy. I remember back in the days, some masajid used to force the imam to wear a thob or a jubba, and the imam didn't like it. So he used to wear, to wear it, to put it only in the qibla, and then after he finishes his prayer, he would just be in his shirt and trousers. So one time he was late for the prayer, and some of the musallis were quite funny, some elderly uncles. They're always funny. <laughs> yeah, possibly because they have, they can't be funny at home, so they have to be funny outside. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Not too funny. <laughs> Sorry. They had to, uh, they, they looked at the qibla and they saw that the jubba, the imam is there, so they said, Alhamdulillah, we don't have the imam, but the jubba can lead us in salah. <laughs> so, so you don't put the, the jubba in, in your place and say, well, I, I'm going to pray in this place. Because this is my place. There is no place that is written under your name. Remember this, inshallah ta'ala. And, and we should have some ithar, some give, giving preference to our brothers in, 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 the, in the salah, inshallah ta'ala. We should not lead, we should not let Iblis instigate hatred and fights and tahrish and, 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 and quarreling between us in salah. Salah combines us and unifies us. It shouldn't be a means of, 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 of disuniting us. Tonight's uh, mathal, tonight's parable from the Qur'an is from Surah Al-Hujurat, ayah number 12. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا فَتَرِهْتُمُونَ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ Nor shall you, after a lengthy uh, exposition of various etiquette and qualities and characteristics that a Muslim and good manners that a Muslim should stick to <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes the Muslim unity and the Muslim fraternity and this Muslim bond that unifies a Muslim to his Muslim brother <laughs> believers are one brotherhood <laughs> so establish uh, unity and reconciliation between your brothers and the Qur'an puts some practical measures <coughs> to protect this Islamic fraternity. One of these measures is to uh, avoid any bad or foul speech with your brother. To avoid any bad names. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You should not call others names. You should not slander them. You should not look down upon them. You should not despise them. And then the Qur'an says, nor shall you backbite one another. Nor shall you backbite one another. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an example of the one who backbites his brother and says, would, would any of you like to eat his dead brother's flesh? Would any of you like to eat the dead flesh of his brother? You would most surely abhor that. You would most surely abhor that. Backbiting, or in Arabic, ghiba, or ightiyab is to talk about someone with something that he dislikes. Is to talk about someone with something that he dislikes in his absence. Someone is not there and you're talking about them with something that if he is present, he will not want you to talk about it. That in Sharia is called backbiting. Even if that quality is in him. So for example, if that person speaks foul language, and in his, in his absence you say, you know what, he's foul-mouthed. Even if he's foul-mouthed, that is called backbiting. 
What if it is not in him? What if it is not in him? As they say, إِنَّمَا يَكُونُ إِذَا لَمْ يَكُنْ مَا ذَكَرَهُ بِهِ مِمَّا يَسْلِمُ الْعَرْضِ If it is something that is in him, and it's not something related to his dignity, to his reputation, to his honor. What if, it is, if you're talking about his honor? What if you're saying this person, for example, is a womanizer? Or this person is like this? Or he doesn't lower his gaze? Or this person is this? Or, this, or he, he eats uh, riba? Or he, any of these big things. And it is not in him. What if it is him? If it is in him, that's backbiting. What if it is not in him? That is called slander. That's called false accusation. Qadr. Qadr and Qadr, as the Sharia says. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us that the, exa- the, the example of that individual who does this, the example of this practice, which is very widespread in people, which is, vi- is very widespread in societies, quite rampant in societies, is similar to someone who eats the dead flesh of his brother while that brother is dead. Because why is it that it's so ugly? Because that dead person is unable to defend himself. Because that person is dead, he is unable to defend himself. So that includes, number one, cutting the ties of brotherhood, and number two, being coward. It reflects nothing except the cowardice of the person. Because if he is brave, he should have mentioned that in front of him. The fact that he hides and he shies away and he mentions that, it is similar to eating the flesh of a person while he is at, he's dead. And the Quran puts two words opposite to each other. In, in, in Balagha, in rhetoric, we call this tibaq, to mention two words that are contrasting each other. So one of them, the Quran says, does any one of you like this? No, you dislike it. Liking and disliking. Obviously, backbiting is haram. As we all know, it's haram. It's a prohibited action. In fact, it is one of the grave sins according to the Malikiyah. The Maliki scholars say it's a grave sin. Why is it a grave sin? Because it leads to disputation and it leads to cutting ties and it leads to disunity and it leads... It is part of slandering and false accusation. And since false accusation, it is literally one hair breadth away from false accusation. If it becomes false accusation, if it is related to the to the dignity, to the honor, the Sharia would have punished you for it. It, it, it deserves a had, a prescribed punishment. As we know, if someone accuses someone falsely, there is a punishment of 80 lashes on them. So the, 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 the difference between backbiting and false accusation is that one of them relates to, the, to directly to honor and the other relates to character. And some the scholars made this differentiation. Some others didn't make that differentiation. But this is excluding certain situations where the, the Sharia has allowed us to speak about others in specific and with specific conditions. And look how, how cautious is the, is, the, is the Sharia in this regard. If you're being asked about an individual for marriage, an individual has proposed to so-and-so daughter, and you, they know that you are his neighbor. So they said, look man, what do you think about this person? You've been his neighbor for 20 years. As a witness, or as a, it's like you're asked for reference. If you're asked for reference, you can express your opinion even if that person is bad. You can say that he's bad. However, you are not allowed to talk about any other bad character 
besides what you've been asked about. So for example, someone is asking you about business. How is this person in business? I want to start a business with him. How is he when it comes to money? You are not, talk, you are not supposed to talk about his morality. You just talk about his, his money. You say, well, I have dealt with him in business. If you haven't dealt with him in business, and you, but you have known him that he is morally corrupt, you don't talk about his morality. That's not the question. And you just say, I don't know how he is when it comes to money. If that person is being asked about marriage, for example, what do you think about him in marriage? He might give answers in regards to two things. One, his morality. Number two, his commitment to money. Because marriage includes that. But he's not supposed to talk about his obedience or his disobedience to his parents. That's not his business. Even if he knows, even if, he's no, if he knows. You are not supposed to volunteer information even if you're asked. So the Sharia says, well, if you're asked, if you're invited as a witness, then you can give that. And that's, so you just describe what you have been asked about. And that's why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was one day visited by a man called Uyayna ibn Hisn al-Fizari. And Uyayna ibn Hisn al-Fizari was a horrible man. He was a leader of his people, but he was very, very corrupt individual. And he's one of those people who used to blame the Prophet for not giving them money after the, after the battles. He's one of the people, him and Al-Aqra ibn Haris and a few others, accepted Islam not even after Fath Mecca, but a year or two after Fath Mecca. So literally one year before the demise of the Prophet Him, Uyayn ibn Hisn and Al-Aqra ibn Habis joined the troops or the caravans of Islam later on. So Uyayn ibn Hisn once came into, he was a man of status, he was a man of uh, leadership, but he was very corrupt. But because he was a man of leadership, Arabs used to honor people of leadership regardless. And the Prophet ﷺ said that sometimes you honor individuals because of their status. We know that Arabs in the Jahiliyyah, they used to honor an individual who is rich, even if they are bad. When the Prophet ﷺ saw a man, he said to people, what do you think about this man? They said, Ya Rasulullah, in, in If this man proposes to anyone's daughter, they will accept him. And if someone takes him as a referee or as an intercessor, they will accept his intercession. If he asks anyone for anything, they will give him. He is very well stationed in the society. And then the Prophet ﷺ waited, and then another poor person passed by. He said, what do you think about this man? If this man proposes to anybody's daughter, no one will accept him. They say, go away. You have got nothing on you. And if he asks for anyone to be forgiven for his sake, no one will accept his shafa'ah, no one will accept his intercession. If he asks for anything, no one will give him anything. The Prophet said, by the one who owns my soul. This man is better in the sight of Allah than a thousand of the likes of the one who passed before. People used to put status related to how much money do you have, how much, how much power do you have, even till today. Right? So when Uyayna ibn Hasn al-Fizari came in, the Prophet understood that the Sahaba will kind, of, will kind of be taken aback by this man is coming into the presence of the Prophet. So, وسلم, so they will listen to him. The Prophet ﷺ commented just to put them off from listening to him and said, 
before he came in, they said, Ya Rasulullah, Uyayna is asking for permission to come in. How bad is this man? But this man is really bad. Or such is a bad man. That's it. He didn't say anything. He didn't count his de- he, the details of his mistakes or the details of his flaws. But he said, such is a bad man. So that the Sahaba will not lend their ear to the conversation and listen and learn from Uyayna bin Hism al-Fizari. And yet, the Prophet sallallahu when he came in, he treated him well, he honored him, but he had to give the, 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 the witness for that. We take this from, we, we take with, with this tonight, inshallah ta'ala, we take from this home that we have to bother and we have to care about every single word that we say about others. And I will finish with a story about Iyas ibn Muawiyah. Iyas ibn Muawiyah was a judge and a man came to him and he said, so and so is like this and so and so is like that. He said to him, did you fight in the, uh, did you fight the Romans? He said, no, I didn't. He said, did you fight the Persians? He said, no, I didn't. He said, so the Romans and the Persians are safe from you and your brother is not safe from your tongue? The Romans and the Persians are safe from you and your brother is not safe from your tongue? Before we speak about others, before we get involved in the lives of others, we should ask ourselves what we have actually done. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for the slips of our tongues. Hello, brothers and sisters. I took an announcement tomorrow's entire class collection will go towards the gifts of Imams so that you know Allah Akbar Bismillahir Rahmanir
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Uh, quick announcement, Sister Farhat's صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وإذ صرفنا إليك نفرا من الجن يستمعون القرآن فلما حضروه قالوا أنصتوا فلما قضي ولوا إلى قومهم منذرين قالوا يا قومنا إنا سمعنا كتابا أنزل من بعد موسى مصدقا مصدقا لما بين يديه يهدي إلى الحق وإلى طريق مستقيم يا قومنا أجيبوا داعي الله أجيبوا داعي الله وآمنوا به يغفر لكم من ذنوبكم ويجركم من عذاب أليم ومن لا يجب داعي الله فليس له من دونه أولياء ومن لا يجب داعي الله فليس بمعجز في الأرض وليس له من دونه أولياء أولئك في ضلال مبين الله سمع الله لمن حمده Allah Akbar الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ومن لا يجب داعي الله فليس بمعجز في الأرض وليس له من دونه أولياء أولئك في ضلال مبين أولم يروا أن الله الذي خلق السماوات والأرض ولم يعي بخلقهن بقادر 
بقادر على أن يخلق مثلهم بلى إنه على كل شيء قدير بقادر على أن يحيي الموتى بلى إنه على كل شيء قدير ويوم يعرض الذين كفروا على النار أليس هذا بالحق قالوا بلى وربنا قال فذوقوا العذاب بما كنتم تكفرون فاصبر كما صبر أولو العزم من الرسل ولا تستعجل لهم كأنهم يوم يرون ما يوعدون لم يلبثوا إلا ساعة من نهار بلاغ فهل يهلك إلا القوم الفاسقون الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين كفروا وصدوا عن سبيل الله أضل أعمالهم والذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وآمنوا بما نزل على محمد وهو الحق من ربهم وهو الحق من ربهم كفر عنهم سيئاتهم وأصلح بالهم ذلك بأن الذين كفروا اتبعوا الباطل وأن الذين آمنوا اتبعوا الحق من ربهم كذلك يضرب الله للناس أمثالهم فإذا لقيتم الذين كفروا فضرب الرقاب حتى إذا أثقنتموهم فشدوا الوثاق فإما من بعد وإما فداء حتى تضع الحرب أوزارها ذلك ولو يشاء الله لانتصر منهم ولكن ليبلو بعضكم ببعض 
والذين قتلوا في سبيل الله فلن يضل أعمالهم سيهديهم ويصلح بالهم ويدخلهم الجنة عرفا لهم يا أيها الذين آمنوا ويثبت أقدامكم والذين كفروا فتعسل لهم وأضل أعمالهم ذلك بأنهم كرهوا ما أنزل الله فأحبط أعمالهم أفلم يسيروا في الأرض فينظروا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم دمر الله عليهم وللكافرين أمثالها ذلك بأن الله مولى الذين آمنوا وأن الكافرين لا مولى لهم الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الله يدخل الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار والذين كفروا يتمتعون ويأكلون كما تأكل الأنعام والنار مثوى لهم وكأين من قرية هي أشد قوة من قريتك التي أخرجتك أهلكناهم أهلكناهم فلا ناصر لهم أفمن كان على بينة كمن زين له سوء عمله واتبعوا أهواءهم مثل الجنة التي وعد المتقون فيها أنهار أنهار من ماء غير آسن وأنهار من لبن لم يتغير طعمه وأنهار من لبن لم يتغير طعمه وأنهار من خمر لذة للشاربين وأنهار من عسل وأنهار من عسل مصفا ولهم فيها من كل الثمرات ولهم فيها من كل الثمرات ومغفرة من ربهم كمن هو خالد في النار وسقوا ماء حميما فقطع أمعاءهم ومنهم من يستمع إليك 
ذلك حتى إذا خرجوا من عندك قالوا قالوا للذين أوتوا العلم ماذا قال آنفا أولئك الذين طبع الله على قلوبهم واتبعوا أهواءهم والذين اهتدوا زادهم هدى وآتاهم تقواهم فهل ينظرون إلا الساعة أن تأتيهم بغتة فقد جاء أشراطها فأنا لهم إذا جاءتهم ذكراهم فاعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله واستغفر لذنبك واستغفر لذنبك وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والله يعلم متقلبكم ومثواكم الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ويقول الذين آمنوا لولا لولا نزلت سورة فإذا أنزلت سورة محكمة فإذا أنزلت سورة محكمة وذكر فيها القتال رأيت الذين في قلوبهم مرض ينظرون إليك رأيت الذين في قلوبهم مرض إليك نظر المغشي عليه من الموت فأولى لهم طاعة وقول معروف فإذا عزم الأمر فلو صدقوا الله لكان خيرا لهم فهل عسيتم إن توليتم أن تفسدوا في الأرض وتقطعوا أرحامكم أولئك الذين لعنهم الله فأصمهم وأعمى أبصارهم 
أفلا يتدبرون القرآن أم على قلوب أقفالها إن الذين ارتدوا على أدبارهم من بعد ما تبين لهم الهدى الشيطان سول لهم وأملى لهم ذلك بأنهم قالوا للذين كرهوا ما أنزل الله قالوا للذين كرهوا ما نزل الله سنطيعكم في بعض الأمر والله يعلم إسرارهم فكيف إذا توفتهم الملائكة يضربون وجوههم وأدبارهم ذلك بأنهم اتبعوا ما أسخط الله وكرهوا رضوانه فأحبط أعمالهم أم حسب الذين في قلوبهم مرض أن لن يخرج الله أضغانهم ولو نشاء لأويناكهم فلعرفتهم بسيماهم فلعرفتهم بسيماهم ولتعرفنهم في لحن القول والله يعلم والله يعلم أسراركم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله
ثم ماتوا وهم كفار فلن يغفر الله لهم فلا تهنوا وتدعوا إلى السلم وأنتم الأعلون والله معكم ولن يتركم أعمالكم إنما الحياة الدنيا لعب ولهم وإن تؤمنوا وتتقوا يؤتكم أجوركم ولا يسألكم أموالكم إن يسألكموها فيحفكم تدخلوا ويخرج أضغالكم ها أنتم هؤلاء تدعون لتنفقوا في سبيل الله فمنكم من يدخل ومن يبخل فإنما يبخل عن نفسه ومن يبخل فإنما يبخل عن نفسه والله الغني وأنتم الفقراء وإن تتولوا يستبدل قوما غيركم ثم لا يكونوا أمثالكم الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تأخر ويتم نعمته عليك ويتم نعمته عليك ويهديك صراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا هو الذي أنزل السكينة في قلوب المؤمنين ليزدادوا إيمانا مع إيمانهم ولله جنود السماوات والأرض 
وكان الله عليما حكيما ليدخل المؤمنين والمؤمنات جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها ويكفر عنهم سيئاتهم وكان ذلك عند الله فوزا عظيما ويعذب المنافقين والمنافقات والمشركين والمشركات الظانين الظانين بالله ظن السوء عليهم دائرة السوء وغضب الله عليهم ولعنهم وأعد لهم جهنم وساءت نصيرا ولله جنود السماوات والأرض وكان الله عزيزا حكيما إنا أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا لتؤمنوا بالله ورسوله وتعزروه وتوقروه وتسبحوه بكرة وأصيلا إن الذين يبايعونك إنما يبايعون الله يد الله فوق أيديهم فمن نكث فإنما ينكث على نفسه ومن أوفى بما عاهد عليه الله فسيؤتيه أجرا عظيما سيقول لك المخلفون من الأعراب شغلتنا أموالنا وأهلونا فاستغفر لنا يقولون بألسنتهم ما ليس في قلوبهم قل فمن يملك لكم من الله شيئا إن أراد بكم ضرا أو أراد بكم نفعا بل كان الله بما تعملون خبيرا بل ظننتم أن لن ينقلب الرسول والمؤمنون إلى أهليهم أبدا وزين ذلك في قلوبكم وظننتم ظن السوء وكنتم قوما بورا ومن لم يؤمن بالله ورسوله فإن إنا أعتدنا للكافرين سعيرا ولله جنود السماوات والأرض يغفر لمن يشاء ويعذب من يشاء وكان الله غفورا رحيما الله سمع الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين
فيقول المخلفون إذا انطلقتم إلى مغانم لتأخذوا هذرونا نتبعكم يريدون أن يبدلوا كلام الله قل لن تتبعونا كذلكم قال الله من قبل فسيقولون بل تحسدوننا بل كانوا لا يفقهون إلا قليلا قل للمخلفين من الأعراب ستدعون إلى قوم أولي بأس شديد يقاتلونهم أو يسلمون فإن تطيعوا يؤتكم الله أجرا حسنا وإن تتولوا كما توليتم من قبل يعذبكم عذابا أليما ليس على الأعمى حرج ولا على الأعرج حرج ولا على المريض حرج ومن يطع الله ورسوله يكفر عنه سيئاته ويدخله جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار ومن يتول يعذبه عذابا أليما الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
الذين كفروا في قلوبهم الحمية حمية الجاهلية فأنزل الله سكينته على رسوله وعلى المؤمنين وألزمهم كلمة التقوى وألزمهم كلمة التقوى وكانوا أحق بها وأهلها وكان الله بكل شيء عليما الله
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله ربي بعد الإيمان ومن لم يتب 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله <تصفيق> Oh, <laughs> 
الإخوان لوط وإخوان لوط وأصحاب الأيكة وقوم تبع كل كذب الرسل فحق وعيدنا أفعينا بالخلق الأول بل هم في لبس من خلق جديد ولقد خلقنا الإنسان ونعلم ما توسوس به نفسه ونحن أقرب إليه من حمل الوريد إذ يتلقى المتلقيان عن اليمين وعن الشمال قاعدين ما يلفظ من قول إلا لديه رقيب عتيد وجاءت سكرة الموت بالحق ذلك ما كنت منه تحيد وانفق في ذلك يوم الوعيد وجاءت كل نفس معها سائق وشهيد لقد كنت في غفلة من هذا فكشفنا فكشفنا عنك ضفاءك فبصرك اليوم حديد وقال قرينه هذا ما ألقيا في جهنم كل كفار عنيد مناع للخير معتد مريب الذي جعل مع الله إلها آخر فألقياه في العذاب الشديد قال قرينه ربنا ما قال قرينه ربنا ما أطغيته ولكن كان ولكن كان في ظلام بعيد قال لا تختصموا لدي وقد قدمت إليكم بالوعيد ما يبدل القول لدي وما أنا بظلام Allah'ım.
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله